We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Wine Moms, I have an announcement. Are you ready? Eek! I don't know if I am. I've been working so hard on this behind the scenes. But here we are. Drum roll, please. I have officially launched the MW Wine Club. The Wine Club is a member-based virtual happy hour where we together try new sips, learn from real wine industry professionals, trade wine and cocktail recipes, and connect with fellow wine moms. We even play games, host contests and giveaways, and so much more. Come join in on the fun and learn some wine industry trade secrets with novice to master wine lovers alike. As the world opens up, you may even begin to find me exploring wineries across Napa Valley. Register for the MW Wine Club at themommywines.com. I can't wait to see you there. Can you hear me? Oh, I can. I can't hear you. Shoot. Uh -oh. This happened the last time. <laughs> I Hold can on. Let me try connecting with these. <laughs> Okay. I don't think, I don't know if I can still oh, hear you. Can you hear me now? Okay. Now let me try to unplug these. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Dang it. I can't <laughs> hear you. Try, oh, um, try plugging your headphones into the microphone. There should be a jack into on the, the microphone. There should be a jack on the back, like a little, I just read your lips. That's how I, was. I saw Try plugging your headphone into the microphone. I can actually, no, I don't have those with us. Maybe if I just move my, use my headphone speakers. Let me try preferences, sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, now I hear you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect, great. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, I hope I can get this to work. So is my audio coming from my mic? Does it sound crisp enough? It sounds good, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I hear you now through my computer, which is fine. So I just won't wear headphones. <laughs> oh my gosh, all the technical difficulties. I used to record my podcast episodes on Anchor, like the Anchor oh, app is my platform yeah. for my podcast. And like sometimes if we would record, because like, I don't know, some podcast episodes, we get real chatty. And like, especially yeah. if we're recording later in the evening, we're both drinking wine at the same time. Like yep. I have coffee this morning. Yeah. But like, if we're both drinking and like it, the conversations flow in there's sometimes like I have to break up the episodes in two parts, but anchor, it kind of, um, like, like compresses the audio. If you like record longer than like an hour, 45 minutes oh. or something. So it's like a editing nightmare. So I started using, um, and they've gotten better with it. Right. But, but like, 
it was good when I was living in Salt Lake city, but I recently moved back to like rural Nevada and like the internet is not the best. Right. <laughs> and like the cell phone service is like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I got to figure something else out. So I So what do you doing, use? I'm doing zoom. Oh, so you can record it through zoom. Does it do like one line of audio though? Or does it record like separate lines? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, somebody else was saying that they use radio FM, um, which is like zoom, but it's for, I guess, made for podcasts. Okay. Uh, and I haven't heard of that. And she was saying that it records my audio and your audio separately. And then it combines it like logistically, I don't know, software, technology, whatever background stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it, I- like, we're like the same, like we just started, but we haven't had any guests on yet. So like, we haven't had to deal with like, and obviously like zooming is so much easier to have a conversation with someone who's like looking at their face, but right. we, and that's how we want to do it. But we were like, uh, we don't really know like the logistics of like lines. Cause there's, there would be three of us. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I just assumed I'm like, okay, if it's good enough for the lady gang, it's good for the mommy wines podcast. So assume it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for having me on today. Oh, thanks for being my guest. I'm so excited to talk to you. Same. Likewise. Another fellow business owner. Yes. Cheers to us. I know it's so what you said, it's like 11 over there. It's two here. So I have my Prosecco. (laughs) Oh, lucky. I know. I I try to, uh, like limit my day drinking. My son is with his dad on the weekends that I record my podcasts. So it's like, I have no responsibilities. Like I probably could, but I always overbook my podcast because a lot of the guests I have on have families and I'm other moms don't come at me. Uh, but I'm just going to say moms are like the flakiest. And it's because like, and so I'm the worst. Timeline wise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. But it makes so sense. Flaky. Like you're, you're dealing with so many different schedules though. And like things change right. off like the drop of the hat. Like you have to be flexible with it. But like me and my husband, it's just us. So we're like, we can record literally any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always overbook my podcast and I have six recordings this weekend. Oh, so oh I- my gosh. How do you? talk that off. Like, how do you talk that much? Um, I think it's because I live in the, I'm looking out my window and I'm looking at like a mountain range and like not a single sky rise building in sight. So I'm like, I think it's because I don't talk to anybody, but a four-year-old for 10 days in a row. And then I have four days of being like a grown Um, Yeah. So like normally I'll overbook my podcast and people will be like, Oh, you know, like my husband was going to take blah, 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 but he can't now, or like, you know, we just had this catastrophe or like things just pop up, stuff just pops up. And I'm like, I so get it. That's why I overbook. And, but nobody canceled this weekend. So I was like, (laughs) I actually, that's so funny. Cause I forgot that it was the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, that's happening. Like, do we have, are we going to our friend's house? Um, but then I like looked at the time. I was like, oh, I could still do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just realized it was Super Bowl this, like this. I know. I heard everybody talking about it for weeks and I'm like, oh yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Right. When is that? I mean, cause (laughs) again, nothing like, I don't know, not that we would ever go to the Super Bowl, but I think because it's remote. I don't know. I haven't even like watched football much this year, but I've like completely forgot that's happening. 
Yeah. And not canceled like everything else. Oh my God. I know everything has been canceled. Yeah. But so for the first time for some reason, I don't know, but I posted on my Instagram stories who all was coming on the show this weekend. And if they had any questions that they wanted me to ask. So not only do we have listener questions coming through from Instagram stories, I also prepared a fun little game for us to play a, would you rather, um, videographer slash working with your husband business owner style. So I'm super excited. And so let's go ahead and get started with listener questions, because I feel like the questions that came from the listeners are really going to be the ones that, um, are going to like, give me a really good insight on like what you guys do and what got you started. So the first question is why videography? So what made you kind of start that business? So I have done video my entire life. Like from the time that I could hold my dad's giant, like VHS, <laughs> like V not like VCR, but the VHS, like those giant camcorders that like took the full tapes. They were in like black and white. When you look through the viewfinder, um, I just was obsessed with that. You could like film and then cut and splice and kind of edit a story however you wanted. So I remember on my 12th birthday, I asked for a handheld video camera. I mean, it still had like those tapes in it and stuff. Um, then I would upload it to Vegas movie studio, like this oh, old wow. ancient like software. I don't know if they, it's still around. It might be, but it so, is yeah, what I, I just, edit my podcast on. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, well, I, I think it's, it's like owned by Sony now. No, I yeah, use it was probably version one that I used, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I always was interested in like creating fun music videos with my friends as a kid. Um, just because I could be so creative with it. So I've been doing it forever. And then when I started getting older, I was like, oh, I have to get into a real, a big person job, you know? So throughout high school and college, I was like, I guess environmental science, like I'm super passionate about the planet. Like that's what I'm going to do. And then I realized like, this isn't like, yes, I'm passionate about it, but like, this isn't really what I love to do, you know? And I realized that I could make a career doing video. And so I, out of college, started on like the smallest scale of just filming weddings um, for friends. And then I did my brother's weddings. And then I would just like film everything really like from family vacations, parties, like, and then eventually I just turned it into a business. I worked for a few companies throughout the that road, but um, I just realized that I could do it on my own. And my husband was really like, you are such like a leader in this field. And like you could, why are you working for someone else when you could do all this on your own? So that's what I did. Yeah. Awesome. And I I just had the woman, the founder of Kenza. It's like a parenting freelancing company that like teaches parents how to live a, she hates the word balance, but I'm going to use it. Hopefully yeah. she's not listening. Hope she, well, <laughs> hopefully she is. Cause I want the streams, but <laughs> she like teaches parents how to like start a freelance career and, you know, balance responsibilities and running a business. And I recently took my business, um, like full-time I'm a full-time freelancer right now for uh, business financial services. And you 
And it's funny because like my grandpa said this to me when I was like really young because me and my grandma got in a fight because I wanted to go to college. And she was like, when, you know, when I was like 18 or something and she's like, you know what, you're pretty enough. Why don't you just find a nice husband? She, she's a grandma. Right. And she's like Southern also right. Generational. Like it's completely different based on your generation. Yeah. And you know, she was just like, you're pretty enough. Just find a good husband. And why do you have to like have all these crazy thoughts and whatever? And I'm like, I want to go to college. So I got this big fight with my grandma. Like my mom was there and like, they ran off to the kitchen and they were like talking, whatever. And I go outside of the garage and I'm like, I just can't stand her sometimes. Like she doesn't get me like talking to my grandpa. And my grandpa says, or no, I couldn't have been 18. Um, I was like 16 or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. uh, so my grandpa says, he's like, you know, if it's, pa- it's what you're passionate about, whatever, go for it. Like, you know, at least, you know, try it for a year. If you really like it, stick with it. If not, mm-hmm. then move on to something else. He, but he said, he's like, there's one thing, um, that you should know is you're never going to make more money working for the man than you are for yourself. Yeah. He worked Mm -hmm. for Ford motor company forever. And I'm sure he kind of saw that because he, he, I'm sure people would come in and they'd be like wearing suits and like whatever, whoever was the owner of Ford at the time. Um, and then there was him and Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, in like a factory situation like that, you can always see the differences in like the different levels, but he was like, so right. I'm able to work half as hard. So true. Yeah. Like more than I was before. Yeah. And like, there's also someone said something profound to me too, which just stood out, which like made me think that way as well. And it was like, if you don't do your own thing, like you are going to be stuck in a box building someone else's dream. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like that, that just made me so sad to think that like, I have these dreams outside of working for someone else. But like, if I stay working for them, I'm building their dream, which is like, okay, because you do need people. There are people who like to work for other people and necessarily don't want to take on the responsibility of owning a business, having a team, because there is a lot of risk to it. But for me, I'm like no risk, no reward. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. But again, I'm like no risk, no reward. So yeah, my husband was really the one who was like, take the leap of faith. Like I support you no matter what, give it a year. Um, and then, so yeah, I just like built my company doing mostly weddings, small business commercials. And then the pandemic happened and now we're on TikTok. (laughs) So like, that's like another branch of our business as well, which we didn't think was going to happen, but it's been fun. What's good about like having your own company is you could be very flexible and no day is the same. Like you can really just move in whichever direction that you're going. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. 
they have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. And if you have a cause that you would like to support, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to host a wine fundraiser with you. Check out the link in the show notes below. And that's one of the things I've noticed being, um, cause I do like bookkeeping payroll, but I've also like expanded so much over the pandemic into like business development, yeah. um, like marketing and different things like that, because you do have to be really flexible, especially yeah. if you're going to be like in business for yourself, you always kind of have to be adaptive because it's the businesses, especially you've noticed, I'm sure everyone has noticed over the pandemic the businesses that aren't adaptive and willing to change, if they're like a truck in the mud, like just stuck in their ways, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are closing their doors and not reopening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been dealing a lot with that and it's been, yeah. it's been fun because it's like, oh, I was a bookkeeper and that's why I have my, my podcast. Cause I'm like, I like to be a creative person yep. and I like to have these like fun, witty conversations. But as a bookkeeper, I was like, there's not a whole lot of creativity in accounting. <laughs> like, right. It is yeah, like yeah, yeah. number, 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 number. You get to use both sides of your brains there though. Like with the creative part of podcasting and then like your business section. Right. Oh my God. There's my dog. She is like, <gasps> I, have Hi, a, puppy. I have a golden doodle. We rescued over, we rescued oh. her on uh, St. Patrick's day of 2020. And it's funny because I was living in Salt Lake at the time and the entire city basically shut down and like the whole stay home order on the 18th. So wow. we got her on St. Patrick's day right before the shutdown. And she is oh. a, a pandemic puppy. Uh, so separation anxiety <laughs> she, a little bit, but like, she just like sits, I might have to like rearrange. I've been considering this rearranging my furniture because she sits on the couch and she puts her arm, like her little paws up on the back of the couch yeah. and looks out like our big giant front window. Oh. And she just like, if she sees someone, she's like, don't come over here. Yeah. This is my house. <laughs> like I am protecting this land. Yeah. Uh, so we, Social distancing at its finest. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's funny because like, I look at her and she's all curly and fluffy and she like has like, I don't put a collar on her because because she, she's a doodle. It's just like yeah like messes with her, her neck yeah yeah and she gets like all like she has like curly hair and I'm like man I know that struggle like <laughs> so like I just put a bandana on her because like I'm like okay well if you she doesn't run away or anything so I'm like whenever I let her outside or we go for a walk I'm like I want people to at least know that you're owned by someone like so right she has yeah like, you have little, a home <laughs> yeah, yeah she has a home she's not like homeless so she has like a cute little bandana on and she's a golden doodle so I'm like I oh. really don't think anybody's ever gonna be afraid of you but she like tries her best yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. We have a rescue dog too, but he's, he's like 50 pounds, but he has a pretty intimidating bark, but he is not an intimidating dog at all. I'm like, who are you, Kobe? <laughs> he's so cute though. That's like her. And like, if we get like pizza delivered or something, she'll be, oh, she'll go crazy at the door or like, she hates my son's dad, which I'm like, girl, I'm with you, but yeah, like, that's fine. <laughs> 
but like he comes to pick up my son and she just like goes crazy. Yeah. Like barking at the door and whatever. And then he like reaches down to pet her and she's like, Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> so it's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, social distancing. She knows the rules. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Oh, that's so sweet. So but... there might be some barking in this episode. Oh, that's fine. Today. Yep. That's totally fine. But yeah, that's really how I got into video was just, I liked it and I've been doing it forever. And it was again, like more of a creative outlet for me, but I love that. I love when the nineties inspire things. Yes. (laughs) Like, like the episode of full house when they were, um, what were they doing? Trying to make a a movie or something, a TV show. And they were like recording like, like all day, every day. It was like, I feel like I've seen every episode of Full House, but I can't think of the one that you're talking about. I think, I don't know what it was. It's been so long. It wasn't my favorite show. So like I never rewatched it, but I remember this episode when they had this big video camera that they took from the guy who lived in the basement, the blonde guy. Yeah. Um, Joey. I think they were trying to do like some kind of like talk show or like a t- they were trying to create a TV show, but it like just turned out to be like a cute home movie. Yeah, They're like interviewing yeah. people around their house. Yeah. And, well, and that's it too. I feel like just the being able to capture such great memories. That's what I love about video mostly is just like being able to look back at like a timestamp and watch you know, as opposed to just looking at a picture, you could like see the visuals and hear the audio. Like there's something so different about that. See, and I, I, I thought it was going to be fun because I tried to do like, um, I tried to do like YouTube a while back, um, because we do a lot of like adventures and we do like road trips and stuff a lot. And I think, I don't know, I might start it up and just do like montage style things. Um, or like put it on Instagram or something. But then yeah. like, I love that because like, there's so many times like we go on like here in Nevada, there's all these like old abandoned, like ghost towns or like Ooh. ruins of pioneer times and like really old oh, that's stuff. So cool. Yeah. And there's this place where we like to go. It's called Ruby Valley. It's basically like I'm looking at the mountain range that's outside of my house. Cause I live like right up next to it. It's on like the other side it's like, it says when I Google it, it's like, oh, it's 15 miles away. Um, but I have to go all the way around. Oh, so it's like to- three hours or something <laughs> yes. to go 15 miles. Cause it's just like cutting through the mountains. You're like, I can't go over them. Right. <laughs> I can't fly there. So it is, yeah. it's like an hour and a, it's like an hour and a half to get there. And part of it is like on a dirt road, unless like I wanted to go through town. So it's fun. So like we go out there and we have like picnics and I let like my kid and like the dog just like run around and I'll bring a book and they'll like, I don't know, catch fish or whatever. Cause there's like rivers and stuff over there. And I'm like, it is so pretty. I want to get like a drone and take these really cool shots. Or like there's um, a place called the Moyle Canyon where there's all these like hidden lakes and like hot springs and just like fun stuff out here. Like yeah. Like, like people are like, um, like what is there to do in like the ruralist town of like Northern Nevada? Like I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm like, there's so much to do. Right. Like, I, I'm originally you just have to get out there. Yeah. Like I'm originally from a small town outside of Cleveland. So I'm like, man, like I used to like think about people who lived in the middle of nowhere. Like what the hell do they do all day? Like there's no restaurants, there's no comedy clubs, there's just no bars, there's no whatever. And I'm like, man, there is like so much to do. 
Yeah. Like you definitely have to be more mindful of going and exploring, but there's like an endless amount of things I'm sure. Oh yeah. And it's It's so probably just like a a different list of things to do. Yeah, you should. There's like really great ones too, that are super tiny. We have a few drones just because of like our business and stuff, but they, they make some decently affordable ones, DJI, like the smaller ones. Oh, cute. I was talking to a friend yeah. of mine cause he does video and photography for a motocross company. And so like totally different, kind of the same thing, but like, yeah, <laughs> totally different industry. <laughs> so he does all of these, like he posts all these videos and stuff of, um, like guys riding dirt bikes on his Instagram. And I'm like, I need your advice. I want to get a drone so bad because where we go and where we live is so cool. I think it would be like interesting because we go at least probably once a week to like the Canyon or to like a ghost town or something, especially in the summertime. And I'm like, I think it would be really cool to get like fun shots. And Mm -hmm. he said the same thing. He's like, go for like the DJI mini. He's like, it's still mm-hmm. kind of pricey. Cause like, if you look on Amazon there's like, um, some of them are like 89 bucks or like 150 bucks. And I'm like, I don't like, I feel like sometimes when you don't invest in quality, you spend more money, like trying something oh, yeah. out. Cause I remember yeah. I bought a camera and I bought like a Canon camera and it, it had, it looked like a regular camera online, but when I got it, like the lenses didn't come off. So basically it was like a fancy overpriced point and shoot camera. And I was like mm-hmm. really disappointed, but I'm like, and then you just... waste more money, like figuring it out Yeah, <laughs> that, like, right. Cause now are you going to return it? Maybe. No, and then you have to now like invest And that's And that's my point. You don't like, we ran nobody into the ever same returns thing. it. Yeah. We ran into the same thing too. Like when we were trying out our podcast with like mics, And because we're a dual team, we like started with the Yetis, but then we were picking up each other's audio and I was like, we can't use these mics. And it's like, we spent money on that. And then like, we got another round of mics and then another, and then like, we ended up with these ones, but so it works, but again, it's trial and error, but yeah, these ones, you, the Yeti ones, you have to like either be, have two people that are close enough to use one mic or you have to get the Yeti one that kind of looks like the one you have where it's like you can connect it to a stand and it's just a solo mic with like no settings. Like this one has like um, just to me or it has like the circular setting or like yeah. the back and forth. It goes on the front and the back. But yeah. like this, the single mics like don't have those settings. And um, that's yeah. Trial and error. Definitely. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Like we <laughs> had to get bored. Like we figured it out though, but I mean, you live and you learn <laughs> just, just cost a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's like one of my things I was like, cause I, I'm a bookkeeper, so I hate spending money, but I'm yeah. like, well, if I'm going to spend more money, yes, you know, invest in the quality. Yeah, for the sure. Quality. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting nine to five? and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of? No, no, no. This isn't another get-rich-quick scheme or some MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard me right, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son, and how I am living and working around a schedule that's best for our lives, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around, making this not only a common and respected career choice, but with today's technology and cloud-based programs, 
a position that's in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home, military spouses who have no idea where they're going to be next, college students. If you're studying finance, why not get real on-the-job experience now? Retirees and frequent travelers. Maybe you don't want to carry around a lot of inventory or you don't want to do any heavy lifting. This is perfect. You can work wherever you're connected. Basically, anyone who wishes to leave behind the chains of a cubicle, go ahead and check out edjconsultinggroup.com. My home bookkeeping masterclass is available under the resources page, but if you would like to join my team of remote bookkeepers, check out the my team page at edjconsultinggroup.com. So another question that came in from listeners is, is it ever a struggle to work with your spouse? So we didn't work with each other right off the bat. We were able to transition into working with each other full time. So when I first started my business, I was the main shooter and the editor for everything. And I did like the bookkeeping, the emails, like, you know, you wear all the hats when you're a business owner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but there were shoots that I would do where I needed a second shooter. And that's where I trained my husband to shoot with me. And I am the worst teacher. Like I am one of those people where I'm like, if you can't figure it out, like Google it. Cause I don't have the time <laughs> to teach you more than one, you know, like how is this not easy to you, but everyone learns differently. So I had to figure out that like, he needs things to be broken down in a very specific way. And I just like had to be patient. And so he's a, a quick learner though, which was very helpful. But again, like his style of learning was very different than mine where I'm just like, figure it the fuck out yourself. (laughs) And so he was great though. And he was great, like waiting for me to like, you know, be a better teacher. Uh, But I just think by having our different roles, now that we do work together full-time, having different positions within the company is key because we don't really cross over each other that much. Like I do my thing, he does his thing. And then like we meet, you know, in the beginning of the week or at the end of the day to just like decompress or just like go over like what needs to get done. But we both have very different jobs within the company. That way we're like, I'm not micromanaging him and he doesn't micromanage me. Um, Plus working in like the video editing field, the percentage of editing that we do versus shooting, like we maybe shoot, I don't know, 5% of our time. And then the rest of the time is editing. Like same thing with podcasts. Like you could talk for an hour, but then the rest of the time is mostly behind the scenes and editing. So we don't really spend much time like chatting, which is nice too. Cause I'm like, (laughs) I like to just have my headphones in and get my work done. So we work on opposite sides of the house and it's really not as bad as you would think. Like, I think a lot of people are like, I would never recommend working with my spouse, you know, and it is a lot about communication, but uh, to make sure that like, we're not going to kill each other. So we just check in with each other, but it's really not bad because we're not on top of one another. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. See, I like that. Like I would kind of love if, I don't know, I don't even know if I'll like ever get married, but I always thought it would be really cool because I have like been in and out of like the corporate world. Um, but I've always had like pretty good flexibility Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like my schedule is so flexible when, even like when we started going to custody court 
And I had to like start living around like my life around my son's dad's life. I was like, yeah, yeah, your schedule sucks. Like, well, right. get a different yeah. job. <laughs> and that's like what he was seeing that I was so much happier. And he was, a, he was um, in the health field. He was an occupational therapist. So he was working in assisted living facilities. Um, and so he was around in geriatrics, like a lot of people were dying or just like their health was declining. And it was a very sad place for him to be. And I mean, that's real life though, you know, like he was seeing all these families just like try to support their loved ones, but it was really difficult for him to like work in that setting. And like, I'm there like filming weddings and like around people who are just like so (laughs) joyful. And he was like, you love your job. And I was like, again, it's flexible. Like if I wanted to have a zoom call at 2 PM on a Monday, like I could, you know, or at any time. So he just really, saw that and was like, that's what I strive for. So we came up with a plan and just like trudged forward to get him to come on and transition to be full-time as well. Oh my God. I could never do healthcare. Like yeah, pretty much everybody else in my family's in medicine, like my cousins, even it's my crazy cousins, field. like wife, my mom was in medicine for a really long time until she opened up her own home healthcare company. And even then, like when she would lose a client and I don't mean like, oh yeah, I'm going to go with another company. Like, no, she like lost a client. It mm -hmm. was like devastating. And exactly. I give so much credit to anyone in healthcare, especially now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I couldn't do it. I'm too much of a baby. I would rather be like, you know, like have like joyful moments, like love my job, not be like, Oh my God. Like this guy, is I mean, like it's a different level out. of, right. It's a different <laughs> level of fulfillment. Like those people are necessary. Like they are essential workers. Oh, definitely. Um, so again, like I give so much credit to them, but yeah, like I just know personally, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, but so kudos to everyone out there who is in healthcare. Like you're amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I remember. Cause when I was in high school, we did this like career, what was it like a career finding week or whatever where you were able to take off like the afternoon to go shadow someone in a career that you thought that you would like to do in the future. And I remember I was like, Oh, well, my whole family's in medicine. I should go to a hospital. And I was like, Oh, well, what kind of medicine do I like? Like, I don't like sick people or germs. Um, like old people I get attached (laughs) to way too quick. So like, that's just sad. (laughs) I'm not the best in an emergency. So I'm like, Oh, babies, I'll just like cuddle babies all day long. And then I went up there and there were like sick babies and I'm like, Oh no, I like cried like in the bathroom, like three times a day. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. Uh, so yeah, shout out to everybody who works in, in healthcare. Cause that is, yeah. you have to be like a strong person and definitely somebody who can like, um, what is that called? Like when they can disengage Stomach and like things. separate. Oh, oh, separate. Right. Cause I was like, I, for me, like I get so like weak if I see like blood or broken bone, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to pass it out. I can't. <laughs> so like you have to be just like a strong person all around emotionally, mentally, physically. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't. Um, yeah. and then the next one is you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but the next question was how have you had to pivot during the pandemic? Yeah, that's a good question because especially working in the wedding industry mostly or like where we 
book our schedules a year out or up to two years in advance. Um, so we had almost like 90% of our weddings postponed into from 2020 into 2021. So we really had to pivot in regards to like, what are we going to do for work? Um, so we worked with our brides, pick dates that we had available for this year now. And like, fingers crossed that, you know, things still go smoothly. And <laughs> I think a lot of things too, like brides are just so exhausted of waiting for their weddings. So like we sent out a, a blanket email to all of our couples this year, just saying like, this is our rescheduled policy, yada, yada. If you need to read again. And half of them got back to me and they were like, we're not, we're not rescheduling again. Like we're getting married regardless, even if it's just us, it's like, we're not doing this again. And I was like, dude, I get it. You know, like to have to go through that and reschedule with all of your vendors, it's like so time consuming and stressful. So I a hundred percent get that. But yeah. So when we had our schedule essentially cleared out for all of 2020, um, I was like, well, what field of work can we really get into or what industry? So we started doing real estate because real estate was becoming huge. So we did a lot of like real estate videography um, and then like virtual events for companies. So people who were corporations who were having events online, did like some form of entertainment or, you know, videos for their sponsors. So we started doing that. Um, and then we also jumped on to TikTok, but my husband wasn't full-time with me until uh, the end of 2020. So like August. So throughout the peak of the pandemic, he was still an essential worker. So I was the one at home, like finishing up our edits, doing the other corporate jobs that we had picked up. And then like, anytime he would come home, I was like, babe, I have this really funny TikTok that I think that we should do. <laughs> he would be like, are you kidding? I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it. Um, but that's really like how our... Instagram and like our TikTok started getting some more recognition was doing like couple comedy. I think everyone needed like some sort of comedic relief after everything that was going on, like the stress of just the world of 2020. Uh, we just found that it was easy to like, you know, make jokes about relationship stuff, relationship stuff and uh, just create a space <laughs> where it was like, we didn't have to be too serious. So yeah. I love that. And then that became like, a mini side hustle in itself was doing TikTok, so. The Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son, an inspiration behind all that I do, Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself, your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats, and so much more. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Beko Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, or find new brands that I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. I don't have TikTok. I only have Instagram, but I'm so glad I found you on Instagram because I, like, I love an East Coast sense of humor. I feel <laughs> like it is so like raw and like honest and a little dry. 
Um, yeah, it's my favorite. Well, I'm from New York. So people say that and they're like, you and your husband, like you give like no shits. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, well, we both grew up in Italian families, like super loud. And that's like why we started our podcast. Give it to me straight because we were like, everyone just comes to us for advice of being honest. And so I'm like, well, that's perfect for us. So it, it yeah, is. we really have no filters when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, that's what I love it. I love it. It's like my favorite. It's just yeah. like that East coast sense of humor because it is like so blatantly honest, <laughs> a tad bit inappropriate at times, but <laughs> you need it though. It's you true. need it in your life. If you're not yeah. somebody who's a fan of East coast sense of humor, then you need a reality check. Cause it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that it's appreciated. <laughs> I know I, I connect with so many people through my podcast. So there's some that are like, um, you know, California beachy, and then like, there's like everything in between, you know, East coast of California. And I like, look at the TikToks and there's this mom that I follow and she's an Italian mom in New Jersey. And I just had an Italian mom in New Jersey. I think, yeah, an Italian mom in New Jersey on my podcast this weekend, but, um, do you, can you share who it is? I feel like I might know her. Maybe not. She is like, I feel like I'm surprised she hasn't gotten kicked off of TikTok. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. I was like, I, I, I follow this one. I'm who's, she's, who's appropriate though. I don't know. I don't think oh, get kicked this off, woman but. cusses like all the time and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm like, because TikTok, when it first came out, it was such a thing for like younger kids. But now I'm noticing that like, there's a, a big shift. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, do I now need to get into TikTok? Cause I do nothing but Instagram. Instagram is like my thing. Well, the thing is, it's like, I just upload. So Anything funny that you see on reels, TikTok sees it first. It's oh. just like more of a raw down to earth. Like t- I feel like Instagram, I don't know, from my perspective, at least like I've, I've been on Instagram since it came out, like, I don't know, 2011, <laughs> um, but has grown to become more of like such a curated place where TikTok right. is just like, nobody gives a shit. And like, you don't, it's just, no one gives a shit on TikTok. So I know the reels um, yeah. on Instagram, I, I can always tell because like the little TikTok icon is on there and yeah. I'm like, man, do I need to just get TikTok so I can get all the audio, download the video and then post it on reels? Like, is that what I right. need to do? But yeah. like, I noticed like the difference between like California and East coast and like, you know, there will be like a mom drinking, yelling at her kid, like, pick your shit up. And then California is like, Oh, we're walking on the beach and we're eating some kale chips. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. Very different. I love it all, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Now I think we should play a game because I think this is going to be really funny. So I have six, would you rather questions? Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? And we also confess <laughs> on this show. So while you're, we're in, we're playing this game, think of your confession. Okay. I, I normally sip away your sins with wine, but it's going to be coffee. <laughs> I'll sip away with my Prosecco. There you go. Okay. So we're going to start off pretty easy and we're going to say, would you rather shoot in the morning or shoot in the evening? Like shoot what? Like, like, uh, like your video, like if you oh, were to go to work. hundred percent in the morning. I love to get things out of the way and done. And that way, like towards the end of the night, I get to enjoy my wine without like, you know, getting on 
Instagram or TikTok with like wine stained teeth. Like I just like to have the end of the night <laughs> for free. So like, even though, yeah, like even though I've always had the flexibility of like making my own schedule with my business, I still always stuck to a schedule. I was like, mm. I want to be done by five. And I do the same thing with my emails. I'm like, I'm not responding to emails past five. Like I don't want to be doing work past five. I will, you know, if I need to. And like, there are some nights where I just work until 10 o'clock, but most <laughs> of the time I try to stick to a schedule and have my nights free. So definitely shoot in the morning. I used to love a good schedule that has gone out the window, yeah. but I used to love yeah. a good schedule. <laughs> Would yeah. you rather work with a bridezilla or a groomzilla? Ooh, um, probably a groomzilla because then my husband would have to deal with him and not me. <laughs> I would a hundred percent just put that on to my husband, but like we've knock on wood, like been very blessed with all of our couples are so down to earth and so nice. I like love every one of our couples that we work with. I, I just become friends with all of them. So I'm like, Aww. I can't. And I feel like I have a good read usually in our, like our inquiry area, um, like who we're going to work with and like, they can like interview us, you know, to see if it's a good match. But like, thankfully we've had like amazing couples. And that's one of the benefits of like running your own business and freelancing is like, you get to choose what you do for work. Like if you mm -hmm. meet with somebody and you're like, oh, this woman's going to be a nightmare. You don't have to work with them. Right. We're booked that date. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now here's one. Would you rather shoot on location or shoot indoors? So like in like a studio. Um, on location, like, although even like in a studio, it could be a little bit more controlled. Um, I just like the creative experience of like shooting elsewhere and like going somewhere new. Cause it's like, it's always refreshing to get a new location or just like scenery. I don't know. So a hundred percent, just like leaving the studio and getting out of my comfort zone. Now I noticed on your Instagram is like, you have photos and videos from like Aruba and like all these kind of destination type weddings. Do you guys travel for work? Yes. Yeah, we do. So yeah, we, anywhere that people need us, we travel for weddings. Most of our weddings are, we're actually based in North Carolina. Like right now, this is where we live, but all of our work is in New York. So we are in New York for the majority of the year, but we travel all over for weddings. We're mostly in the tri-state. So we do like New Jersey, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Long Island. Um, and then like, we'll do the occasional Charleston, Florida. We haven't done West Coast yet, but we've done Mexico and other uh, countries, but yeah, we oh, travel fine. everywhere. So basically yeah. anybody, anywhere, if you need a wedding video, yeah. here you go. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yes. wow, it's like, I'm like, are these stock videos so that I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Like she's a videographer. They can't be stock videos. And I'm like, yeah. man, what, what a cool job to like, just go and, and travel and do all of that. That's super fun. Yeah. And it's nice that I you offer it. that because I know a couple photographers even ones here in like town, Nevada is a wide open space, right? Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> there's not a whole lot going on outside Probably of like stunning Reno, to Vegas. shoot there though. Yeah. It is really pretty. And I've seen a lot of good pictures, but like a lot of them won't even go like an hour out of town. I think it helps though that my husband and I, we don't have kids. And so it allows our flex or flexible. It allows our schedule to be way more flexible and say yes to those things because we don't have to worry about who's going to watch our kids. What all we have to worry about is our dogs. 
<laughs> he's easier to hand off. So I think that that also helps is that like, you know, but that's not to say that you can't travel if you have kids. I just think that like in our business, it makes it a little bit easier to be flexible. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I have like, it's so funny because now that I'm a mom, I used to go from somebody who is extremely type A, organized, routine to now being more flexible, but I'm more flexible in like very different areas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you probably have to be though. Cause if you were so set in your ways, you would constantly be disappointed or like annoyed because it things like exactly. your schedule wasn't st- sticking like, to what you set it as. I used to have the same schedule. Like I started um, taking my business full time when I was also working with a event center in Salt Lake city. So I was not only working like my regular job, but I was also taking on private clients to rebuild my business because I closed it when I moved out West. Um, because back then I wasn't on QuickBooks online. (laughs) So like I didn't have a new office space or anything out here. Um, and I did everything in person, but now that things are more easily accessible online, I was able to restart my business and I kind of did that back in the day. And then I was like getting really overwhelmed. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a schedule for myself. And then I very quickly realized that I'm like, instead of creating this like moment by moment, hour by hour schedule for myself, which is something that I used to thrive in, I now have a to-do list. And I've even cut that back because I used to like write this to-do list. Um, and then anything I didn't get done that day, I would just move it to the next day. But at the end of the day, I always felt defeated because there were things I wasn't physically crossing off my list. Right. So I'm like, this is not good for my mental health. I feel like even though I accomplished like so many big things today, there was a couple little things that I didn't get accomplished. And I'm like, oh my God, those are so small. Why didn't I get that done? And I'll just beat myself up. So now I make like a thing of things I want to do for the week. And then like, I'll pick and choose like a couple, like three things that I want to get done that day. Mm -hmm. And once I feel like I did that and I accomplished those, I'm like, oh, if I have time, like I'll pick out another thing instead of like making this big killing yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And that's how you move the needle forward though. And like, you just have to give yourself grace, especially in those seasons, like where you, you can't get all the things done. Yeah. You can't do everything you can but like realistically, you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day, I want to drink a glass of wine and watch TV. Right. (laughs) And I found that you might have the same interest. I found that TV is a hobby through the pandemic because I am like, wow, some of these shows are very captivating. And when you have nothing else to do, you really appreciate the creativity. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's a good brain break though, too, just to be like, I don't have to think about, you know, anything besides watching the storyline and falling into it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I watch shows like I'm, I'm a sucker for really trashy reality TV. Oh, same girl. Uh, So like whenever I'm like feeling down or whatever, I'll turn on like real housewives and I'm like, okay, well, my life isn't that big of a train wreck. So I feel way better about myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Vicky Gundelson is whooping it up in Mexico again. And she's like 60 falling off of a bar. I'm good. (laughs) I am doing something right. Yeah. (laughs) Doing it right. Yeah. As many of you know, finance is my profession when I'm not here laughing, sipping and chatting with all of you. I have over a decade of financial industry experience, 
and financial wellness is such a passion of mine. Like many things in the world, finances tend to look a little differently for women, even in today's generation. Webull has simplified the stock market and investing game with an easy-to-navigate, zero-commission platform that has free real-time quotes, multi-platform accessibility, 24-7 online help, and extended trading hours. If you're looking to increase your financial portfolio and set up your retirement IRA and start investing in yourself, click the link in the show notes below to receive two free stocks on me. Okay, I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, EDJ Consulting Group, relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, seriously? It's totally guilt-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10EMADON and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10EMADON. The link is in the show notes below. So, okay. The next one is a good one. I think it's a little bit juicy. Would you rather go to work with allergies or a miserable cold or work after a fight with your husband in the car on the way to the shoot? Um, probably after a fight because I'm very good at just like compartmentalizing and just like pushing my feelings away (laughs) and just being like, I have no soul. But (laughs) whereas like when I have allergies, cause I I'm allergic to dogs, but I have a dog. I love him so much, but I have like gotten used to his dander. But if I go to the vet, like thankfully they take the dogs now and I can sit in my car. But anytime I would have to take my dog to the vet, I would just, my eyes would get puffy. I could couldn't breathe. It was so bad. And I would like take a Benadryl before I went, like bring an inhaler. Um, but it was just miserable. And I would only be sitting in there for like 20 minutes and it would, it would affect me for the whole day. And so I just know that I wouldn't be able to get or do as good of a job dying from a colder allergies. Whereas (laughs) after a fight, it's so horrible to say, but I would just be able to like push it behind me and be like, (laughs) I'm fine (laughs) until later. Cause you know, when a woman says she's fine, it isn't you're dying. Yeah. You better watch out. Yeah. Uh, so here's one. Would you rather deal with a drunk best man or a father of the bride? Probably a drunk best man because the father of the bride most likely paid for it. (laughs) 
like you're going to be so, like, like really the drunk class man I don't owe anything to and I don't have to like really respect him and like then the bridal party if anything could take care of the drunk best man like deal with your friend but a drunk father of a bride yeah I feel like that would be really tough to have to handle um especially again because usually at least like in the northeast and I know that sometimes a lot of couples because we're we work with a lot of older couples too who are like established in their career pay for their own weddings but a lot of cases it is the father of the bride who forks up the majority of the bill um yeah I don't want to handle I don't want to deal with him <laughs> yeah. I've kind of noticed that like the videographer and the photographer is kind of like a second wedding planner oh yeah we, we really are because we spend the entire day with our couple. So like I'm with the bride and the groom from the time that they are getting ready in the morning and we're with them into the end of the night. So we're usually with them more than their planner is because their planner is running around making sure like the table is set and the cards are where they need to be and really like doing all the behind scenes work. Whereas we are capturing all the moments of the couple and the bride and groom. So we're with them the entire day. So not that we're necessarily the secondhand planners, but we are <laughs> with them the whole day. And like, we're part of, you know, part of their day. So that's yeah. why I always say too, like, if you are a bride hiring a vendor team, make sure that you guys get along because your photographer and videographer are going to be with you in your most intimate moments. So <laughs> All make sure that you group. guys like them. Yeah. <laughs> now here's the last one. If you had to choose one, would you rather keep photos you could only take photos. You could never take videos again. Or would you pick videos and never take a photo again? Mm, videos for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just because again, like you get so much more of the past or like the scene of what it actually was in a photo. And like, you know, I know that photos will always be around and photos in regards to events or weddings will always be be the first to be booked like those are always number one like I think that couples are always going to book photo before they book video and I'm like well this is why I think video is important again because like you hear the voices you see the smiles like you see the action happening so I would always choose video and sure. you can have like a five second video that's still kind of yeah. like a photo yeah it doesn't have exactly. to be like an hour-long production Right. Yeah. 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 There's just something like raw and real about video that I just love, but that's fun. Yeah. I'm, I love your passion for what you do. Oh, thank you. Very inspiring. <laughs> and that's what I try to do here on the mommy wines podcast. Yes, bring on yes. Some boss women who are just really inspiring in everything that they do. But with that said, let's get into the nitty gritty confession. Did you prepare yes. a confession for me? So I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a mom confession and because I'm not a mom, but I am a dog mom. Um, <laughs> I'll give you my dog mom confession. So my husband, like, so I got my dog. I adopted him before I met my husband. So he was always my baby. And I never like thought it was gross to have my dog sleep in bed with me because I was like, he's my cuddle buddy. Like he just cuddles with me. Um, until my, I met my husband, he was like, no, there's no room for this dog. And it's gross. Like he <laughs> runs around outside. Like, why would you have your dog in your bed? And I was like, but he can't sleep on the floor. Um, yeah. Zeppelin so sleeps at the end of my bed. Yeah. He, like, curls exactly. up and like watches the door. I feel like all night. 
Right. And that's where it was. Like, it's not like he was on my pillow. He was at the end of the bed. Like I put a nice blanket on the end of the bed for him to lay on. But yeah, when I met my husband, he was like, no, no dog in the bed. Um, <laughs> but my confession is that whenever my husband and I are not in the same bedroom, like if we are separated for, I'm like making it sound like we're like fighting and sleeping in separate rooms. But if like, I'm, if he's out of town, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, like if he's not around and he's out of town, my dog is always in bed with me. <laughs> Does your dog get jealous? Because my dog Zeppelin, she gets so jealous because when my son has been co-sleeping with me for four years now, and I'm like about to die, um, I used to love it because it was so much easier when he was a baby, but now he's like four and he takes, I have a king size bed and I literally get like the tiniest sliver of space. And I'm like, how are you able to make a king size bed feel like a freaking jail right. cot, you know, like this is insane. But, um, so my dog, she sleeps in her dog house or on her, like on like her blanket on the couch when my son is there. And like, sometimes like I can hear her walking around and like making these like grumbling noises. Yeah. Like she's a little <laughs> she bit like irritated huff. about it. Huff and yeah. puff. Um, But yeah, like when he's with his dad or when he decides to sleep in his own bed, like she sleeps at the end of my bed and she's so much happier. She goes like to bed instantly. Yeah. She like curls up and like, yeah, this is my spot. He for sure gets jealous too. Yeah. (laughs) He'll like look at me if John is in bed and he'll be like, how, like, why are, why do you choose him over me? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, my boy. (laughs) Yeah. No, he does does get jealous, but he's so cute. But yeah, now so whenever my husband isn't around, I I let him on the couch. I let him in bed with me because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing when Milo's gone or if he's sleeping in his own bed. Zeppelin's yeah. like, oh yeah, I know. Like he went to his room. I have my spot back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I loved having you on the show and I'm going to leave your information in the show notes below, but share with everybody listening where they can find you online and follow you along on social media. Perfect. So if you are on Instagram, you can find um, me at Alexandra Madison with two N's, but if you want to hire us for a wedding video, (laughs) you could find us at Madison gray media. It's gray with an E. Um, and then, yeah. And then we started our podcast, which is both my husband and I, and that's give it to me straight podcast, but otherwise Um, that's pretty much it. And your podcast is all about like straight up, honest relationship advice. Yes. Yeah. So it's like all different topics from, and again, we just started it. So we're coming out with episode four this week, but yeah, it's really just like anything relationship related. Um, but we then have our listeners write in just for advice. So give, and then we give it to them straight. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Everybody go follow along and subscribe to the new podcast and give it a listen. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. It was so great speaking with you. It was fun. I love these chats. Yeah. (laughs) And good luck with like the rest of your, a million calls that you have. (laughs) I know. One of the benefit or one of the things that I can give you is like my number one piece of podcasting advice is to always have a media bank. So you're not like scrambling if you get busy or caught up for an episode. Oh, um, true. Because I can always tell when podcasts are recording at the last minute. Um, and I can tell in my own episodes, like I know those episodes aren't as good because I'm so focused on like getting it in for that week. Yep. So yeah, 
I love that nobody canceled this week or had to reschedule. If they would have, I totally would have understood because I'm the flakiest mom out there. But, and like my friend will straight up tell you, um, but like, that's one of the like benefits. I'm like, wow, nobody canceled. So like, this is a busy weekend for me. Yeah. But right. And it's like, I'm like though for you. That's amazing. So like next week, if it's or in two weeks from now, because I record twice a month, if it's not as busy or if like all of those people cancel, because it happens sometimes, I'm like, fine. I have a freaking totally free weekend. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for the advice. We definitely need it. (laughs) Media bank is my number one piece of advice. I feel like the quality doesn't have to be perfect. It's nice to have good production quality, but like everybody's doing zoom and everybody's like doing things remotely that I feel like, um, like even like the best produced shows like lady gang or like off the vine with Caitlin Bristow, like the, uh, like the quality has kind of shifted, especially like between guests. Like sometimes they're in well, right. Because you can't necessarily have a guest in your studio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes they're in an area where the quality isn't as good, but like anchor, if it was just like me and another person, I would just straight up record off my phone and it sounds fine. Um, but like content. Oh, that is like the thing. And it's like the same thing with social media. Like you have to have consistent content and it's like consistency is like the word. But what I've learned too throughout this is done is better than perfect. And like, you can spend hours just nitpicking anything to death. And then if you don't get anything out there, like, because you're just thinking it's not perfect or I'm going to redo it, like then you'll just never, you'll never produce anything. So done is better than perfect. It is. And if anybody out there is thinking of starting a podcast or going into business for themselves, just do it. Just like, because yes. I am the person who like can turn any hobby into a business, but then like I get down the road and I'm like, am I really passionate about this? Yes or no. And then if I'm not, I just like drop it and people, are, but it's like, you might as well try it out. That's how you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want to live with regret and be like, Oh, I could have really loved that. Cause I used to do a pampered mommy box. Um, Mm -hmm. it was like a subscription box, kind of like fab fit fun where it had like a couple items for baby, but then it had like a bunch of like pamper products for moms and it was really fun, but I'm like, this is a lot of work for something that I'm not a hundred percent passionate about. So yeah. If you have an idea, try it. If it doesn't work out, then so what? Move on. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. And you'll be so much happier that you did it. Even if it doesn't work out, you'll never have questions of the what ifs. So definitely. Well, Well, thank thank you you so much. It was so much fun. (laughs) And good luck to you and your husband. I'm so glad you can turn your emotions off and just, you know, (laughs) cross your heart over like frozen. If you guys ever get into a fight. Yep. A hundred percent. That is me. He's the one who like wants to fix things right away. And I'm just like, we don't need to talk about this right now. We're at a wedding. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. Normally anyway. it's reversed. But yeah. I, I oh yeah. That. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like well, I will talk you. soon. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Are you a fan of the mommy wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, 
mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.